God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me today. It can be seen throughout all history that most people want to fit into a family, a workforce, a team, a culture, a society. People have gone to great extremes to be in the in-crowd. Some people wear the skin of the chameleon so they can blend in anywhere they go. The unfortunate part of that is that their inner soul can become corrupted with the change between skins. To which skin will the person always be true? And how can the soul of that person not become fragmented or shattered? What is the price worth paying to fit in? What part of our heart are we willing to eliminate to be accepted by others? And the greater question is, are we willing to stay true to a code of ethics or morals? Is there a line in the sand that we will not cross? Will we be true to our beliefs? Is there a noble purpose to live our lives for? What are you willing to do to live beyond the decay of society? Are you willing to be different and to be set apart from the status quo? If you want to learn how to live apart from the darkness, give a listen. What does your life advertise? What do your choices say about your heart and your beliefs? Do you have any bumper stickers on your car? And if so, what do they say about you? And the t-shirts you wear? What slogans or images are you willing to wear in public? What sets you apart from everybody else? Beyond your attire, what shows your inner fire? Are you willing to stand up and speak up? In today's society, people of faith are not highly regarded as they used to be. To live by a written standard that does not change and that calls you upward to noble pursuit is now ridiculed. To not only speak a life of faith, but live a life of faith is hard enough without the attack that has become more and more severe in recent years. Those who have chosen to respond to God's call must ultimately make a choice. They must decide to be set apart. I am separated. I am not like the rest. I do things differently. I don't follow the trend. It's a willful decision. It's a choice of my whole heart. It's the how I live my life. It's the how I set my mind. It's sanctification. It's being set apart. It's the nature of God. It's a gift from Jesus. It's living in holiness. It's walking in his spirit. It's being gone from the world. It's being cleansed by the Lamb. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30 and 31, it says, But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Part of our identification with Jesus grants us these blessings. We are not wise in and of ourselves. We are not righteous or sanctified or redeemed in and of ourselves. 
God made Christ to be these blessings to us. We cannot glory in ourselves, but only in the Lord. We now have wisdom to come unto the Lord and walk in his ways and power. We have the righteousness of God through faith by the sacrifice of Jesus. We are sanctified, set apart from the world for a specific purpose by the blood of Jesus. We are redeemed through Christ, set free from sin. All these blessings have been granted to us, but the question is, how much do we receive them and live them in our lives? I wish I could say every decision I've ever made was wise, and I wish I could say every action I have ever taken was morally sound. And to the subject at hand, sanctification, being set apart for a special purpose, let's just say that in all these matters, I'm a work in progress, as I'm sure you are also. So what I want to discuss today is how much are we working and making progress to live out a sanctified life. Again, I'm not the poster child for this, but I recognize the need in my own life and in the lives of those around me. What choices are we making that show we have been given a holy nature? In many of the epistles in the New Testament, they are addressed to the saints. I do not mean to fight against the doctrines of others, but the word saint applies to all those who have faith in Christ and have been born again. The word saint literally means holy one. Listen to what is revealed in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. Under the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. There are many versions that simply read, called saints, not called to be saints. You are a saint. God's intention for us was to walk like Christ and walk in holiness. It says that in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Holiness is a state of purity. We have been sanctified, set apart, or separated to live unto God. But the question is, again, how well are we doing? I am pondering this question because in my own life, I still face some doubts and insecurities and recognize my need to capture my thoughts and bring them captive to the obedience of Christ. This is not an issue of condemnation, but one of conviction. I am endeavoring to live a higher quality life in Christ. I want my life to exemplify Jesus. I'm getting close to what the world calls retirement age. What am I going to do? Currently, I very much enjoy my career that the Lord has given me, and it's not done yet. I happen to be in a good place in life, but that doesn't stop me from some of the doubts and worries and fears that come from getting to that age. And these types of thoughts are not sanctified or pure thoughts. Consider what we are called to think in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, 
think on these things. And of course, we all do perfectly well on thinking on these types of things. We never meditate on the negatives or the fears of life. God forbid. Oh well. I was recently challenged by the teaching of my pastor about how well we all take our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. He was speaking about the power of faith and that what we speak in faith comes to pass. In moments of anger, there are things we say that, praise God, don't immediately happen. When people cut us off or do something evil towards us, our response might not be praying for them. There's a reason God says that vengeance belongs to him. It's not our job. Then there are moments of fatigue that lead us to so many excuses to not walk in faith. Recently, I am learning to speak what I call a prayer of sanctification. It is a means of putting off the old and putting on the new. It is a prayer to be truly set apart, to call my mind and heart back to the righteousness and joy and peace of the kingdom of God. In that prayer, I am stepping away from the doubts and worries and fears that are confronting me. I am stepping into the spiritual freedom of being righteous and redeemed and set apart by Christ. I am bringing my thoughts captive and in the prayer, calling myself into the new creation, the new man that Christ has made me. A call to purity by religion is a frightening idea in our minds. Being pure, not having any imperfections within, seems impossible. But God would not call us to do that which is not possible. And the reality is, he has given us his nature through his spirit. You are holy because the Holy Spirit abides within you. Holiness is not something you create. It's something you receive and abide in. It's the same with the righteousness that we have in Christ. I don't make myself right. I simply walk united with Christ in identification with him. 1 John 4.17 says, We are as he is. We have everything Jesus has. Romans chapter 8.15 says that we are joint heirs with Christ. Again, all that he has is within us because, according to Colossians 1.27, it says, Christ is in us. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I like the way another version says it. It says, I am strong for all things in the one who constantly infuses strength into me. So it is with the sanctified life. It is not done on our own. It is done through the strength of Christ within. In John 17, verse 17, Jesus prays to the Father, and he says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. The truth will set us apart by the power that is within it. Jesus said in John 6.63 that the words that he spoke were spirit and life. As we put the word on in our minds and it begins to dwell in our hearts, we will be changed from the inside, from the life that is inside the word. But only when we intentionally read and keep the word within our hearts can it take effect. 
As we learn to pray the Word of God over ourselves, we come into the power spoken of in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We must put on the armor of God, the whole armor of God, and pray always. Taking the sword of the Spirit and using it in our prayer life makes us effective warriors and victorious. This is what will set you apart. This will show the nature of God in your life. How is your prayer life? What are you chatting with the Father about? Are you letting the Holy Spirit be your guide and comforter and teacher? You are only a prayer away from victory. Standing, sitting, or kneeling may show different degrees of surrender, but the important thing is start a conversation that is prayer. Come into the throne room with confidence knowing the Father and Son await you upon the throne. That's where you're seated. Another part of sanctification that people talk about is consecration. Consecration is the act of making something sacred. The first room in the temple was called the holy place, and the second room in the temple, where the Ark of the Covenant and the mercy seat were placed, was called the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies is where God communicated from. It is where he dwelt. Now, according to chapter 2 of Ephesians, we are the habitation of God through the Spirit. You are now the new Holy of Holies. You're kind of stuck with this new lifestyle. What are you going to do about it? The beauty is, is that God is within us to help us manifest being made in his image. The beauty is Christ abides within us to show himself to the world. And the Holy Spirit is, well, Holy Spirit within us. Now that you know what your nature is, go have fun living it and being different. It's living in holiness. It's walking in his spirit. It's being gone from the world. It's being cleansed by the Lamb.